this moment can pass really quickly. You know that Christmas can come and go, and we can completely forget what it's all about, and we can completely miss time with family or just the grace that comes from being together and a worshiping God and uh, and receiving grace that God really does come to dwell with us mm-hmm. and wants to transform our hearts. So. Welcome back, everybody, to Valdoko. I'm Vicky. I'm Amy. And I'm Vasteve. Steve. How's it going? Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Fourth week of Advent. On to five. On to Christmas. On to Christmas. <laughs> We're just going to have Advent all year long. <laughs> but this has been a long Advent. The longest yeah, so possible good. Advent that we could have. Love it. What and a it's gift. been beautiful. Yeah. Have you woken up? I don't know, but I'm kind of okay with it. You're okay with it now? I saw that. I saw something on there, and I felt really affirmed in it because I felt like nobody had said it, but it was like... Wherever you are this Advent, that's where you're supposed to be, you know? Mm. A little sleepy, which is okay. It's okay. Still working. Still trying. Sort of. <laughs> so we're recording this on a Wednesday, and which means just a few more days until Christmas, which I think everybody's excited about. Mm-hmm. You guys, some of you are going home, having a break. Yeah. Going to Florida. Yeah. Some which will be chilly for us. <laughs> <laughs> just Father Lou was just saying there's a storm coming. So I was like, goodbye. <laughs> Glad I'm out of here. <laughs> Are you getting out before it comes? Yeah, yeah. He was like, don't worry. You won't be in the air with 60 mile per hour winds. I was like, thank you. He was like, you might have ended up in Cleveland. I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Sister even though I love. Yeah. Up? Well, that's Columbus. Oh, Maybe sorry. I wouldn't have even gotten right, there. My <laughs> yeah. They're two hours away and then storm in Ohio. We were stuck there, you know. You just Life. need to be blown a little bit further. Yeah, a little bit more. Okay. Gotcha, Keep going, gotcha. God. But it was good. I'm glad. I'm excited. Good. It'll be chilly for us, though, in Miami. My mom sent it. I was like, years. what do I wear for Noche Buena? And she was like, it's going to be 54, so it's going to be chilly. Oh. I was like, summer weather? Hello? Oh, that's Spring. actually cold. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry for you. I know. For them. I know. I was a little disappointed. It's okay. I'm sure there'll be 80 somewhere in there. Can't wait. <laughs> Quick update on yeah. Advent. Okay. Finishing strong. Yeah, are we all sharing? There was no question mark. He, he was a, like, a, was statement. like a statement. Yeah. <laughs> you will share it. was a command. Um, no, it's been really beautiful for me. It's been quite a journey. I went to the desert. We got out of the desert, but like we're we're still taking what we learned from the desert. Um, so it's been it's been really a really beautiful time. Advent is always a beautiful time for me, but I feel like it's just been getting better and better um, these past few years. So it's been great. Wow, new season alert. New no, season no, no, alert. no, 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 no. I'm still thinking in my head. Still like, had desert I, in Advent. I'm like, can we talk about the fact that it's almost Lent? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. No, ordinary time first. Thank God. Barely. I know. You blink and it's over. I miss, I miss normal Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I want ministry no, Jesus. No Christmas <laughs> Jesus for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. How's your Advent Father's Steve? The same. Beautiful. Ups and downs. Learned a lot. Good. Uh, One thing you learned. Good renewal. Okay. One thing I learned. Pressure. Uh, no, I mean for me, how important it is for the, how important thing the little things of daily life are for the long term. Mm. So I can't live. Mm. Sometimes I have this like broad vision of who I want to be and what I want to do and the things that I want I want to happen, but none of it's going to happen unless I do the small things. So literally, how important it is just to get up on time. And to have that hour, and for me, for me, it's an hour in the morning of doing my own reading, my own prayers, like preparing for the day, have my cup of coffee, like how just how important that is for for my spiritual life, and then just the little things throughout the day. So the huge difference of, for example, an example of my life yesterday. I got to go to confession yesterday, which is always beautiful, 
And then uh, actually, Amy and I just shared the story. We both went to confession yesterday. Wow. But I went an hour later, so, so my soul's actually cleaner, cleaner right now. Cleaner, yes. <laughs> Missed it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, okay, so confessing something, and then almost literally 30 minutes after, 45 minutes after, doing that same exact <laughs> thing that yep. I confessed. No? So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I want to know what it is. <laughs> but the thing that I did was able to, like I was able to rectify. So it was against the confer, like being rude or being short and whatever. And then I was able to apologize this morning for that thing that I did last night. That's mm, good. And how those little things make a huge difference. Yeah. Like it just set my day on a different, so being able to face him and to apologize for the way I acted and the things that I said. And then for him to accept that, it just sets sets the day on a different plane, just mm-hmm. like a different foundation. So for me, the the realization of this Advent was the small, and that's Jesus, no, the small baby coming into mm-hmm. our world. So like the small, humble, little things that we do make a huge difference in our our spiritual life, our relationship with Christ, and uh, just overall happiness and peace and fulfillment. So, anyways, that was a long answer, but. Small things, small things. Beautiful. Mine is probably that it's okay, I think, to enter the season wherever you are. I think it's good that it's happening in a time where I get to go home. Um, It's been a long time. I think it's been six months since I've been home. So it's really good to be able to go. And I think to end the season there where I can't wait to go to, like, Christmas Eve Mass. I know who I'll see there. I already talked to my godmother, and I was like, are you going to the evening Mass? She's like, yeah, I'll be there. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like just those little things that I'll get to end the season the way that I want to. And I think in the rest that I'll find there, like it, the way that Christmas is falling, not only do we have like a long advent, but we have a lot of time just off because of the way that the days are falling, which I think is really good for us. Like in a season where we're kind of running, I think towards the end of the year, um, to have like mandatory days off is good. Um, yeah. So it's just, I'm excited, I think to like end in the place where, where I'll be. Um, but then I think, yeah, just approaching whatever, like season of life, but I think also season of the church, like there's a reason why things fall the, the, the way that they do. Um, and just like going about it the way that you are, like in no comparison, I'm so glad we get to do this in community because I think it's personally helpful. Like I think a lot of stuff would just slip by, you know, like I think especially the readings, like being able to do like Lexio. Um, I mean, I, that's had its own challenges of like Sunday mass. I feel like I'm like, Amy had said it earlier on and I didn't feel it. And then this Sunday I did kind of feel it. I was like, oh, maybe I didn't pay that much attention today because I've already read it and I know what like it's going to say, but still trying to read it and pay attention to the words has been helpful. But yeah, just like that, I don't know, being yourself wherever you are is important. Um, and that goes, I mean, I, I really believe that, but then I think especially like in, in the church, in these moments, like of just like being who you are, you know, and accepting that that's where you are and then just trying to go forward from there. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, but just I'm excited to to go home. Yeah. It'll be good. Beautiful. So now let's read. So there's a lot of options. Obviously, people can go to Mass at the Vigil Mass, Mass at night. They can mm-hmm. go Mass at dawn. They can go Mass during the day. And each of them has their own reading. Yeah. Uh, so we have the reading for Mass during the day, I think, which is oh, okay. from the Gospel of John. Okay, cool. Um, uh, the prologue of the Gospel of John. So that's the one that we're going to read together today. Um, but obviously, it depends on which Mass you go to. Um, but this is a beautiful one. So say a little prayer, and then we'll read. 
Okay. Ready, Vicki? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we ask that as we end this season together, um, that you continue to inspire us with your words, that you be here present with us as we read it, but also present with those that are listening. We ask that you open each of our hearts um, to the different things that you have to say to us wherever we are. Um, in the season where you're coming to us, um, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him. And without him, nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life. And this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. For his fullness we have all received, grace in place of grace. Because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. Just a moment of silence. And we can share any words or phrases that spoke to us. We saw his glory. What came to be through him was life. He gave the power to become children of God. Grace in place of grace. And made his dwelling among us. From his fullness we have all received. In the beginning was the word. All right, here we go. Beautiful gospel. I guess it's Christmas now. <laughs> Surprise! Game on. Made oh his dwelling. So, so go ahead. Who wants to share first? All right, my He's been turn. tapped. For me, actually, it was, uh, again, oh, today's, did I say it was today? It was Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How come nobody, correct, how come nobody corrected on talking, me? Right? Oh, I, like, oh, no. I thought it was Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> this is most unfortunate. <laughs> I'm on my way to the airport. <laughs> so... 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to edit that out. So if you do hear Wednesday, it's actually Tuesday well, when we're recording this. But Wednesday. you're here. Yeah, that's, that's, why why I didn't that's why I didn't correct. Time okay, travel. So time travel. But we're anyways. back on Tuesday. I got nervous again that it's not Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so we did Lexi this morning with the community, as we always do on Tuesdays. And uh, But for me, that phrase that Vicky shared was actually the one that, that spoke to me the most this morning was uh, that what came through him was life. Mm. Because I think... In the Gospel of John, that's one of the great promises, is abundant life. That Jesus came so that we would have life and we'd have that to the full. That we'd have abundant life. So that's something that is a core part of the Gospel of John that is promised to us. And then just recognizing that all things came to be through him and without him nothing came to be. And what came through, what came through him was life. Meaning that everything that I have, everything that I do, all the relationships, all the material things, all of creation, everything should lead me towards abundant life and how to how to live that so it just gave me a, a chance to take a a moment to reflect on okay again what is my relationship with with people around me am i allowing that to bring me life even if it's tough abundant life doesn't mean everything is easy abundant life doesn't mean that everything goes my way that i have everything figured out that there's no doubts or fears but abundant life is that it's it's in relationship with the one who gives life and so everything from my phone to my relationships with people, to my prayer life, to the way that I serve, everything should be, I don't know, leading me in a way that, that gives me life and doesn't take it away. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that in my life, some relationships, some like things like okay, phone or social media or something like that can tend to drain me of life and lead me in the wrong direction um, because there's not, a right, there's not a right relationship. There's an attachment or there's an obsession or there's something there that is not giving me life or not leading me towards life. And so just kind of giving me a moment to reflect, okay, again, always just take this day and think about the different people that you're going to meet, the things you need to use for your ministry, the whatever happens, um, allowing that to give me life. Even if it's I have to apologize to somebody or if I have to put my phone down or I have to you know, leave doing something because I have to go help somebody. I don't know. There's so many different things that, that could happen, but it really should all lead me in the direction of abundant life and giving witness to that. Because the other thing, as the assistant vocation director, if we gave witness to that, if our church gave witness to the abundant life, my job would be a lot easier. You know? People would be attracted. People would want to join. People would want to, to live the Christian life and perhaps feel called to be a priest or a brother or a sister. So just recognizing that this is a promise of, of, of Jesus, that we are promised abundant life, but it depends on how close we are to him and how we are accepting and how we surrender and how we accept grace and how we use the things of our world um, in right relationship. So that was my reflection for this morning. It's a good way, I think, to look at like the phrasing of abundant life because I think I tend to look at it as like a, it's a heavenly promise versus like an earthly one mm. that even here, even if we're not, you know, like we're not of the world, right? We're not supposed to be of the world, all of those things, but that we can still have abundant life here. Um, and that, yeah, like I definitely still like fall into this like little trap of like abundant life also means that everything's going well. Mm. Um, but then it's just, I think, a, a continual call to like reevaluate like words of like, what does living well mean to me? And like, how much do I like put the pressure that well means perfect or that nothing's going wrong or that I'm doing everything perfect instead of just like, yeah, searching for that promise like now. Not just like, I will have it, I will have it, but that I could have it. Um, Like with work, like with the small choices, with the trying, with all of those things. So I think that's a 
it's helpful for me. I mean, to hear that, like the promise, but the promise that it could be right now, tomorrow, yeah. in a week, live right. abundant life. Because right. the same thing is that, that from his fullness we have received. Mm-hmm. So we are receiving from his fullness, now. fullness now in our baptism, in the Eucharist, in our relationship with the people of grace. So it's there at our fingertips, mm. but uh, yeah, we hide or we reject or we are whatever. Don't grasp. Ways. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Thank you. Um, one of the things that struck me when we were reading this, and I might have talked about this before because it's one of my like things when I'm reading the Bible, like I just see and it always sticks out to me. Um, but the phrase was, we saw his glory and no one has ever seen God. The only son, God, who is at the father's side has revealed him. And so this idea of seeing God just always strikes me whenever I read the Old Testament. Um, their desire in the Psalms to see God face to face or that Moses was able to speak to God face to face. And I don't know all the nuances of the phrase, um, but the way that the footnotes in my Bible described it was that um, like Moses didn't actually see God face to face, like literally see him in all his glory because there's a different story about um, that like Moses literally asked for it and then God was like, you can't really handle it. So like you can see me when I'm like when my back, like my back or something like that. Um, but then, you know, in light of like what Vicky talks about a lot of like this real Jesus um, who's a real person who was walking on earth when um, it says we saw his glory in this passage, like his disciples and the apostles and all the people in that time period, they literally saw God face to face, like not God the Father, but like they saw God the Father through God the Son. They saw him face to face. They saw him laugh. They saw him cry. And like that's something that people had longed for thousands and, and thousands of years. And then now, now it's happened. No one had ever seen him, and now they have in the most real, basic, human way. Um, I just find that, like, it's just so beautiful, this fulfillment of this desire that has been in people's hearts for so long. Um, and then how that, that happens today, like, obviously, it's a little bit different now. Um, but, like, the ability to go to adoration, the ability to go to Mass, and, like, you are looking at the face of Jesus, okay? It's under the appearance of bread and wine, but, like, you are looking at his face, and we have that gift to see the glory, to see his glory, the glory of God. Um, and obviously, I take that for granted a lot. <laughs> like you go to Mass, and it's just, okay, it's that thing that I do on Sunday or that thing that maybe I get to do during the week. But obviously, I'm not thinking about it. But then to hear this passage um, and to have that, like, overwhelm me, you know, like, wash over me. Um, and I also just, I really appreciate hearing the Gospel of John out loud. I feel like when I read it for some reason, um, the words aren't as impactful, but when I hear it read out loud, I'm like, this is so beautiful. Um, so I really appreciate that that Vicky read it for us. <laughs> With all my fingers <laughs> following the Pro- lines. Proclaimed well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it does make a difference though. Hearing John out loud is powerful. But I, I do like that idea of like God's, like God's face. And I think, so what I tried to do for my own, just because I feel like, like it's a privilege, right? When you watch like the bread and wine become like the body and blood of Christ that like, I don't, a lot of people like bow their head, like, especially when he's raised, like being raised up. I can't, like, I won't do it. I'm like, I'm going to stare. I'm like, if this is my only opportunity to like see God, like I'm going to freaking stare until 
then I'll like then I bow right obviously when he comes down like but he's being like raised up like I feel like in glory right like if we're really trying to like like I want to see like heaven right I want to be like so amazed at the mass right that I'm like in awe but like I feel like I have to work for it like I need to I need to like be looking like attentive to see like I want to see the transformation happen you know and so like when he's raised like that's why I appreciate like some priests do it real fast like <laughs> went to mass this weekend and I was like sir that was like a second <laughs> in the air I'm like that was way too fast for me please don't speed up in this part like you could speed up anywhere else that homily could have been shorter anything preach girl sometimes you know, I'm like, like your priorities you are not that important <laughs> like, the reading was fast and then like Jesus was too fast and your homily was 13 minutes I don't know about that whatever but it was great I mean don't get me wrong like love a good long homily good for my journaling <laughs> whatever but but like the longer like some priests really like you can see the little shake is coming there i'm like i appreciate you working real hard out there okay i see you but like i want to look you know and then bow and like obviously show reverence like and it's beautiful but like this is the moment to like see the face of god in the only way that we're going to see it because amy and i were talking about before and i was like i would have had to like really follow jesus very closely if i was going to believe that that was the savior like i would have been like this is another crazy person saying all the right things but there's no way in heck like it would have had to have been like i saw a miracle i feel like now because like we're in a very privileged position of like thousands of years have have passed like I get to have faith and not have to like watch it become in front of me, like switch from like Judaism to Christianity, like imagine the switch. But um, yeah, so for me, that's been really helpful, I think. And helpful, I think, to recognize like the real presence of Jesus, like in the like body and blood. Yeah, I definitely stare. I'm like, don't break eye contact, <laughs> which is probably like really hard if I'm sitting up close. Like the priest is probably like you're staring. Like, you know, when you have those like moments where you like drift away from like I'm standing in front of Jesus and you're like, I can make eye contact right now. <laughs> I'm like, I swear I'm not looking at you. Or like when Jesus is like, you know, when you're receiving Jesus in mm, your hands. That's such a beautiful moment. Like I stare. I stare. I'm staring at Jesus. I don't really care about who's giving it to me. No. I'm like, thank you for giving me Jesus. Maybe if it's a student, I'm really distracted because I'm like the whole thing of like a student is giving me Jesus. Like Which I love it. Yeah. yeah. Like a young person is giving me Jesus. But yeah, I'm like staring at the host, like a little cross-eyed, and I'm like, "Amen, okay, you know, whatever." But, anyways, yeah, I, I, that was a um, beautiful, yeah, the face-to-face -face. for me. Um, so yeah, I had to read it, um, and we did like a little uh, fast lexio before. Um, for me, I broke down. So if you're actually doing lexio, what I found helpful was to like break the paragraphs or break the stanza down into like paragraphs. Um, to kind of like watch, I think the story unfold. Um, because when I was trying to read it by myself, again, I totally agree with Amy of like hearing like the gospel proclaimed is so much easier because it, Father Steve said it before, like it feels like it's poetry. Um, and so for me, breaking it down, so the first in the beginning, and then the second, a man named John, and then the third, the true light, and then fourth, and the word became flesh, and then the fifth part, John testified to him and cried out. Um, and for me, it felt really like cyclical. So like a cycle, um, so that they flow back into each other because the beginning is creation or sounds like creation when you read Genesis and then at the end, so no one has ever seen God, the only son, God who is at the father's side has revealed him. But like, to me, that felt like it could then go back to one, um, so that they're supposed to flow into each other, that the, the word was with God, the end begins again. And then right now the word is with God. And then one day the word will be with us again. 
like physically like with us. And so I think for me that helped, I don't know, just I think to to really like hear the gospel, to see it as like this, it's an unending circle. Um, and then the part about life, so why that struck me was that it's like repeated for us. Like I love that, that what came to be through him was life. Okay, pause, there's a comma. And then this life was the light of the human race. So like not only, okay, like through him was life, but it was the light of the human race. Like again, like just to reinforce, if you didn't know that he was life, it was also the li- the life was the light. So like the thing that gives us like we can't live without the sun, right? We would freeze and we'd die and all these things. And um, so I think that was just uh, like really beautiful for me. Um, and then yeah, made his dwelling among us. Like that word to me, dwelling. I don't know why it just sounds cozy. Like it sounds like a little like mm, Jesus made a little pocket and like came and sat in this little pocket. <laughs> you know, like so like physically he did that as like this you know baby right coming into the world and like that's where we'll celebrate like the birth of our Lord. But then like that he lived thirty three years on this earth like in this little like cozy dwelling place that he like set on fire. Um, <laughs> you know, like he just made a new world um, and really like opened up everything else for us and you know this past this path of salvation and whatever like getting us to heaven like that's what he did in his dwelling place and so for me like thinking of like what is God doing like in the dwelling place of like my heart like what can he do how can he transform how can he change like what does that mean for like my own salvation like my journey to salvation um but like what father Steve was saying right of this you know if like if I allow the if I allow Jesus to make a dwelling place in me like then I'm supposed to be different. (laughs) I'm supposed to live differently. I'm supposed to like try every day and like, yeah, this abundant life. Like that was so good, I think, to hear, to help me like connect like what that means of like, he makes a dwelling place like, okay, yes, here, but also like among us, like in you and me and like your mom, I don't know, whoever's around you, like that's where he's also making a dwelling place. Um, And I think this is a beautiful way to like, end the season like or to begin the new season of Christmas but to end Advent is like this is like we've been like maybe like digging this hole and like Jesus is going to come like live in that little pocket and get real cozy in your life and then like let him I don't know like bloom there like that's what he's supposed to do like we're supposed to allow like this grace of God to like change us um and like this has been the preparation for God to come and change us um so yeah so that little dwelling that's cozy. <laughs> a little cozy word, a little manger. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that you're saying, like, maybe it starts as this little dwelling, but let it grow bigger and mm. bigger and bigger and, and overtake everything. I love that. Because it doesn't have to be this grandiose thing that happens immediately. Yeah. Because, like you said, that's not... Jesus didn't come onto the earth as a full-grown man. Like, yeah. he didn't come as, like, this big personality. <laughs> he came as a little little baby. Little baby. You go see Scott the Painter. Go see Scott the Painter on Instagram. He'll we'll tell you what Jesus looks like. It was so good. His stuff has been really, yeah, good for that stuff. But yeah, and that's part of our responsibility. You know that all of this is free. God's love is free. Grace is free, but it comes with responsibility. Mm-hmm. So to be able to choose and to make decisions, and nobody, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, nobody just sat around. You know? mm-hmm. They had to work, they had to move, they had to continue living their life of faith. They still were very devout practicing Jews. They were traveling up and down. They had to go to Egypt. They had to face persecution. They had to face all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's recognizing that it's, uh, okay, it's beautiful, 
Christmas is a beautiful, happy, joyful celebration, um, but it comes with responsibility. So abundant life and grace and everything plays off our freedom. So we have to freely choose and we have to freely work and and uh, yeah. So that's I love I love what what you guys are reflecting on. But then just a reminder of I can sit I can stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's sometimes that's my the go to is okay. Get comfortable and stay there. Everything's good. Like uh, John or Peter on the mountain. Mm-hmm. No? Let's build some tents. And that's the when it says dwelling among us, it's like pitched his tent. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the biblical their their idea of building a tent. So God builds a tent in our world, mm-hmm. and Peter wants to build a tent on on the transfer on the mountain, but no, <laughs> gotta go. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's work. Let's put into practice what we've re- everything that we've been given. It's meant to be given away. Mm-hmm. So everything we receive, we received from His fullness. Now let's let's go. Let's give it away. Let's be witnesses. So it's a, it's always a call. But maybe that's that call right there. But to those who did accept Him, He gave power to become children of God. Right. Like that's so like the invitation that's is there. The, yeah, yeah, the power. Like and it's His power, mm-hmm. and that's where Saint Paul is. In my weakness, I'm strong. I, we recognize that we don't have it all figured out. We're sinners. We're weak. But with that grace comes come His power mm-hmm. to to live this life of faith. I think that's a beautiful um, reflection with the tent. I mean, obviously in the Transfiguration, like they weren't even allowed to put up a tent. But just the idea of how was it called the tent of meeting the yeah. the the, the, tra- the tra- scholar trans- <laughs> transitioning like temple um but the idea of like that would have moved with them mm-hmm. but we so many times um we are so used to living in a place where your dwelling is a more permanent structure maybe you move a lot but like what you're living in is is typically a more permanent structure so when we think of like god making his dwelling among us it's it sounds like he's fixed like mm-hmm. in this spot but that idea of like when the people were walking through the desert, like they were picking up this tent and moving it mm-hmm. and they were bringing it to different places and they were bringing it to different people who were living in those areas. And that idea of like when he makes this dwelling among us, but like we're not sitting there, like yeah. you said, like we're going out. But like that's the idea of like the, the tent is you get to you get to pick everything up and you get to move and you get to bring that somewhere else. You get to bring God with you to other places and it shouldn't just be like I'm keeping it in this one place where it always belongs. Yeah. Yeah, which might be, I don't know, if, like, because the canopy, right, that are in some churches that goes over the tabernacle, like, is a is an imagery of that, isn't it? Like, of the Old Testament, the walking, like, moving, so moving God. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Yeah, I like, because then when you think of, like, a Eucharistic procession, it's the same thing, right? That, like, Jesus moves, like, it's the same. So if you need a visual, like, that idea of, like, when you, if you've seen a, a Eucharistic procession and, like, the tent or the canopy, right, that goes over, like, and walks with, like, it's moving. Like, Jesus moves. Like we're supposed to either follow or he's coming to us and we like pick up and follow that crowd behind. But it's a, yeah, a procession. Yeah. I like Jesus in your life. Yeah. And that was my, my teacher in Jerusalem. For him, the saddest thing was that, that Jesus stays in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. that that's where his presence is. And he's kind of enclosed there and we aren't, but we, we go to him, we celebrate mass to receive and then to be sent out. And then Jesus is meant to be unleashed in the world. <laughs> mm, no? That's good. But he was, you know, he's always harping on us. So we keep him there. No, we keep him. We're so focused there on that tabernacle that his presence only is there, mm-hmm. and then we don't see his face in the people that we meet. We aren't bringing his grace to the people that we meet. That everything is there. So we go in, we meet God, and mm-hmm. then we leave him there, and then we go about our day 
Monday to Saturday and then come back on Sunday. So it's just like this real call to, yeah. But I, I think that's the beautiful part about like you going out to places and like seeing how other adorations have been done and like what's possible because I feel like, you know, you get used to what you're used to and if someone, you know, does something different, it's shocking. Like I think the first time I saw you like bring Jesus down to the kids, I was like, oh my, I'd like lost it. I was like, this is crazy because you're holding, you're just like holding Jesus. You're the instrument that's holding Jesus, but that like we can bring him, I think especially in these moments of adoration where, yeah, he's a fixed like part of the altar, like almost like you feel like it can't be moved, right? Whatever. And there's beautiful, like there's, it's beautiful, right? And it's good for us. And it's good for us to like, to be still. But this idea that like Jesus can move like to you. Um, and then that, that moment is supposed to be, I think, impactful that it, it really changes you. Like that's a, it was so beautiful. I think just to see that um, and to see the possibility, it like makes you just think like, I don't know. And realize again, like, that is just, it's just a reflection of like what's actually already happening, yeah. right? Like how close Jesus stands, like the way that he comes to you, like approaches you. Um, like it's just, you're just seeing the physical, but it's happening all the time. Yeah. Like the side by side, right? Not the like up, but the side by side right there coming closer. Yeah. It's beautiful how many layers there are, like the layers of reading that in terms of like Eucharistic mm-hmm. language and and then also like as church as people like the the ways that you're both speaking about it is like how can we actually like physically move Jesus so that he's not just constantly in the tabernacle or oh my gosh he goes for a walk he goes from the tabernacle to the altar and that's <laughs> yeah. it that's all he's allowed to do but like so how can we actually like have that movement as well and then like the movement of like actually being sent forth mm-hmm. as people of the church as well and we are also that movement for Jesus so yeah. there's just so many Layers to this is beautiful. Yeah. Which means there's more to be done. So welcome <laughs> to our reflection. But your <laughs> invitation, the invitation is to do your own Please. reflection. Yeah. So prepare for Mass. Hopefully this was helpful if you're going to go to the Mass with this reading. But mm-hmm. even even if you're not going to go to a Mass with this reading, it's beautiful to hear the poetry of, of, uh, of the Gospel of John. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we definitely invite everybody to, to do their preparation. This is, uh, this moment can pass really quickly. No, that Christmas can come and go and we can completely forget what it's all about and we can completely miss time with family or um, just the grace that comes from being together and a worshiping God and uh, and receiving grace that God really does come to dwell with us mm-hmm. and wants to transform our hearts. So, But it won't happen unless we're really prepared and we, we learn how to listen. So uh, yeah, everybody's invited. I hope you, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right? Go enjoy it. Go enjoy It'll be beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be so good. And uh, yeah, so let's finish with a prayer. Yeah. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time together, for the words that you offer us to help us live in a, in a way that leads us closer to you. We pray for all of those that will experience Christmas in all the different ways. Thank you for sending your Son. Um, for giving us real human examples of um, how to follow. And yeah, we wish for peace and joy this Christmas, for the new year, for safety for everyone, um, for those that are traveling, for those that will be home, um, for those with maybe nowhere to go, we pray for just that you can comfort them, that you can be there with them, um, especially in this season, um, that you can do so much more than we can. 
We pray all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Actually, we won't see you for a little while. For a little while. So we'll take a little Christmas break and come back sometime in January. But uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. Yeah. And uh, we'll Merry pray Christmas. For you. Praying for you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye.